0: Welcome to the CoinGam Podcast. I'm your host, Fritz Charles. On this podcast, we attack the crypto asset and blockchain space from all angles, from the underlying technology to the economic impacts. Every single episode, we try to look at the blockchain space from a new lens, and this episode was no different. But before we start this episode, I wanted to share a bit about our advisory services, we built a huge network of blockchain professionals who can help you out with your projects. Whether you want to launch an ICO or you're just looking to do some deeper research, we can put you in the right place. We have advisors, blockchain developers, and legal professionals. If you need help, just visit us at coingamma.com. Now, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coin Gamma Show. Today, we have an illustrious guest. Uh, So, we have uh, Anna Baidakova of Coindesk. Anna writes about blockchain projects and regulation with a special focus on Eastern Europe and Russia, where she's actually from. She joined Coindesk after years of writing for various Russian media publications, including a leading political outlet. Uh, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation.
1: Uh, uh, Gazeta.
0: all right perfect thanks for saving me there um even though i have a, a, a eastern european name fritz so i should definitely get my pronunciations <laughs> together anna thanks for joining us and for our listeners it's actually friday evening so anna is sacrificing some of our social life to spend time with us so really really appreciate it anna thanks for coming on the show and please fill it fill in on any of the background that i might have missed
1: uh thank you for inviting me it's my pleasure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly focusing now on, um, Eastern Europe and Russia at CoinDesk, not so much, uh, but otherwise, um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all correct.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, about your background before, uh, entering the blockchain industry, obviously you, you've been doing media for a while. Um, I believe you're from Russia and you, you spent time working there and writing. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, so yeah, I I was born and I I grew up and I spent pretty much my whole life in Russia, okay. and um, I've been working for um, various uh, media. Uh, I mean, I, I've been a journalist all my adult or adult life, so okay. I've been working for uh, various media in Russia um, for a little more than ten years now. Okay. Um, It was, um, it, um, it has never even been related to technology. It was like social problems. It was international politics. It was Russian, uh, internal politics. Um, so various stuff.
0: Um, and
1: then, yeah. And, and, and then I, um, I just, I, I had a, I had a couple of, um, working trips. Um, to America, okay. uh, it was um, different kinds of fellowships, okay. um, and I and, and I just thought at some point that I wanna try to um, come here and work in an American news outlet. Okay. So I um, so I um, got into the master's program here in journalism. Okay. And um, then ended up writing for CoinDesk
0: that's awesome that's awesome so you did you prior to so i mean i'm assuming you didn't go into the journalism program thinking hey i want to go and write about crypto when i graduate did you know about crypto prior did you like what what how did you discover the industry was it your time in russia or
1: yeah no it was uh it was very impromptu i um i, I was studying um i was studying political journalism at oh. my master's program okay um and i was pretty much, I mean, focused at political issues, but I, um, I, I just, it, 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 it was kind of spontaneous. I started reading about, I started reading about crypto, um, last spring. Okay. Um, and, um, I suddenly realized that it's awesome and it excites me. And um, I um, applied uh, for Coindesk's um, I- internship and okay. got in and then got hired. And um, I just have been there uh, ever since. And, um, I mean, it was kind of spontaneous.
0: Sure.
1: Um, but I I mean, I, I'm really glad it turned this way because, um, I I mean, I just think that crypto is so much more exciting now than um than right. politics. Sure, uh, sure. Even
0: but, uh, though,
1: like...
0: But do you think, uh, was that something that helped inform you as, uh, you know, basically your time writing about politics in Russia, your time living in Russia? Did, did it allow you to look at crypto from another lens? Did, did, you know, basically being from a place where maybe people wanted to use crypto for, you know, political reasons or what have you?
1: Um, I would say that my Experience. I mean uh crypto is done by people.
0: Right. And
1: um people have the same um motivation, the same um psychology, um greed or um whatever thirst for, for fame, uh whatever they do, and also in crypto. So um I think my experience working in Russia just helps me to understand um the environment in that part of the world of course by which but which i mean not just russia but um the former soviet union and partly eastern europe i um i just kind of understand how how life and people function there so it helps in this way um and um i kind of like when i when i when i hear the news in crypto and blockchain from that part of the world i i kind of have a uh more m- my mind is more adjusted to um interpret and filter okay those news sure um so in this in this sense i guess
0: okay got it got it so i mean obviously you know eastern europe is pretty popular within the space right I know you're you're not really as focused on Eastern Europe as your role on CoinDesk, but obviously, given your 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 background, you may have uh, heard some things. And so, do you you know I've heard of things like you know people in places like you know Belarus is pretty active in crypto. Uh, a lot of people in Russia, Estonia as well. What do you um I mean, what what are some of the cool things? That you, I mean, how, how does Eastern Europe kind of take into this industry? Is it is it something that's really uh, advanced there versus uh, out here or, or what, what are your thoughts around that?
1: Well, I um it was a funny moment uh, lately. I spoke to um, To somebody at a crypto meetup and uh, he said that uh, he used to be at a like He used to be at a tech startup uh, Related to blockchain and they went to Armenia uh, to hire developers there wow. And I was like, why Armenia? That sounds so random. I mean, like, of, right. of, of, of all places, why Armenia? Right. Um, and um, it just turned out... The, <clears throat> excuse me. It just turned out there's uh, a lot of really good developers there. Yeah. And, uh, like, the, the, the price of their uh, work is uh, obviously lower of than course. they... In America. And... Um, but at the same time, like... Uh, they are easy and good to deal with when you have a western mindset of course so like boom Armenia um, Georgia sure. also um, Georgia also has been big on like mining I, I heard I, I, I haven't haven't got deep in, in, in into that topic but right. um, people are I think and um in ukraine a lot of interesting stuff is going on um like government bodies are trying to experiment with the blockchain like the the uh, election authorities actually were trying to kind of dip their toes um into blockchain just like look if they can if they can like experiment with that if they can like put the vote in a blockchain one day but I mean it it's always complicated with the government bodies they are very cautious they are very slow right. they can change their mind on the way so I'm not sure that's still in play or like um in Russia there was a bunch of um there was a bunch of uh, bills that got introduced into Russian parliament okay um the state duma but they kind of stalled there at some point so Okay so um, you you like you can have the kind of a um struggle between um you know, some innovative forces sure. in, in inside of government and more reactional forces of course. uh which 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 are more likely to be like something related to law enforcement. Okay. And they kind of like you never know who's gonna win and um I mean and, and 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 this is actually crucial to like and whoever wins going to define if 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 blockchain gets you know get gets some uh legal recognition okay. if like crypto gets um <laughs> legalized uh, at some point. So I think so I think this this market like eastern europe um russia post soviet space right uh, has been relatively quiet okay. so far uh in both in regulatory uh sense and like in in any sense got it but but i i, I don't know like my feeling is like people are just getting started there and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised to see that space booming in um in in in, in the coming Months or years, maybe okay. Um, uh, but who knows? Let's no. see. I, I think it's really interesting to watch what's going on there.
0: No, I understand. Yeah, I mean, there was a time where I feel like a lot of people were getting uh, e passports in Estonia, so I guess based on what you're saying, uh, I don't have to go and get uh, e passport just yet. But, you know, things, things might move so fast. I don't know,
1: Dem- depending on what you want to do with it. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Well, invest in ICOs <laughs> or something like that. Who knows? Um, cool, cool. Let's pivot a little bit. So, I mean, at you know, um, you, your focus at, at CoinDesk is kind of talking about, like, uh, the business side of blockchain and, and things like security tokens and things of that sort. Um, so, what do you, I mean, security tokens are, are something that I, I thought was going to take off quite a bit. Um, and they kind of, things have been a little bit, I don't know, to me have been slightly slow, but what, what are some of the biggest trends in that industry? And, uh, I don't know. I mean, for the listeners, that don't know what security token is. I mean, would you have a, is there like a short, uh, summary that you kind of tell people how they work and what they, what they, what they are? Well,
1: what. I mean, like from from what we see, security tokens are uh, tokens that are treated like securities by regulators and uh, by their issuers. Okay. So ideally, ideally, it's uh, it's a security like, say, a stock. Okay. But that is not like, but which is not on paper and which doesn't sit with um, your custodian right. and which doesn't go through. I mean no this is tricky, so <laughs> ideally, yeah, ideally, this is the stock which sits on blockchain
0: right. and
1: uh, so you 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 have that level of control that sure. um, you know that the blockchain is supposed to give, but it's a um I don't like it's 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 a funny situation I think now with the security tokens big because of the regulation and because um, SEC got got so heavily to to those got, like to to everybody's doing uh, any kind of token offering or right. anything. Sure. Uh, people have to be really cautious, and um, for the moment they end up um, mimicking the uh, you know the traditional security space. Right. Um, like for example, we have um, I guess we have two trading platforms uh, for security tokens lives. At the moment, right uh, T zero okay. and uh, Open Finance, I guess. Sure. So i've 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 been I've, I've been doing quite a few stuff about T zero. So um, T
0: zero is 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 led by the person that created Overstock.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's not led by Patrick Byrne, but but it's it's a subsidiary of um, it's an indirect subsidiary of Overstock, and okay. um, it's 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 owned by. Overstock's venture arm, Medici Ventures,
0: okay.
1: and it's um, I, I mean the, the the team of Overstock and, and Patrick Byrne like are apparently very invested in 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 this project and okay. uh, It has a lot to do with the, the whole idea of um, you know democratizing like disrupting Wall Street that that Byrne is famous for um, so I think both of these platforms t zero and open finance they um, they function as in alternative trading systems which means that um, it's kind of a brokerage so um, you register there and you establish the relationship with the um, with a broker sure uh, who is keeping uh, who is taking care of your trading and uh, who through the custodian uh, essentially owns your owns your securities right right so you like you you don't exactly like have like control your keys right uh but you you kind of you, you still act through intermediaries because i guess there was no there was no safe and legal way to do otherwise sure but actually uh regarding uh regarding T0 they 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 can they will open the platform for retail investors also okay so i think in this case like you you don't have to 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 act through a broker when 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 their lock up period is over uh but i mean so it's interesting that um this space is kind of gathering speed i guess right but not quite the, quite there yet sure as it, as it was um Expected it to be, uh, but it's it, it's really interesting and um, a lot of people are really excited about these security tokens and sure. they're trading them right. on those platforms and uh, people are ready to wait until it really takes off, until it gets to, to the point, you know, where it kind of lives up to its promise.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Um, what about the platforms like uh, Securitize and Harbor? are those also um are those competitors to T0 t- or those are comp- complementary but,
1: but i i think here we we're talking about the token issuance platforms right right right, right. um while uh T0 uh T0 t- is a it's it's kind of both but uh they they kind of they, they want to offer um their service as an issuance platform right. but they're now a trading platform for its own token
0: got it got it got it got it got it now what, what's a use case like i've heard of, like people saying "Oh, i want to tokenize real estate in new york a condo in new york a building something like that or or is it more like traditional securities where it's like uh a startup right or is it both or it could be anything what have you seen so thus far
1: well, I mean yeah, we we've seen kind of uh, we've seen a couple of uh, cases where uh, real estate was uh, tokenized. Um, I mean be, because there is not much um, I I can't really answer that question. Right, so right, be, right. Be, be, because it's all kind of in a testing phase, right. it's hard to say, What going to look like when we're really going to, you know, we're really going to see some trading of security stock, security tokens on the exchanges.
0: Okay. No, it makes sense. I think things are so early. Things are so early. Um, One thing that you, uh, one of the articles that you talked, you actually um, wrote about uh, recently was around uh, Quadriga and, Mm -hmm. and what's going on over there. Uh, we actually just recently did a podcast around what's going on with, uh, as far as like you know, people are not sure whether the person is alive, whether they're not, whether the ETH is gone or what have you. Um, and so I guess you wrote we wrote something recently around like their auditor and uh, the, the Bitcoin and Ethereum being sent over. Like okay. I, I guess what what's the what's the latest with that? What's the latest with that story?
1: well yeah that was that that was a, a funny funny moment so um i've been like i i've been watching the, the wallets that were um that were kind of you know distinguished that 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 were di- distinguished by the um professional blockchain um analytics as belonging to quadriga because sure. like in 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 case of bitcoin it's it, it's really difficult yeah. to say. They are not like the addresses that are, um, you know, th- th- that I believe to belong to Quadriga are not designated any in, in any way. They they don't have a label on them right. that they are Quadrigas. So um, I, I've been watching this set of uh, addresses um, and uh, also on the, on Ethereum. Uh, and um, at some point, uh, all the money moved out of there to some other wallet. Wow. Um both on Ethereum and uh, on Bitcoin it was like just a large bulk transaction like wow. everything that was left i mean not n- not counting little incoming um transactions that still still keep coming like i i guess from miners maybe
0: right right this the, I, I think, this I, think of- I think people say some of their some of their transactions or their transfers are automatic so they just kind of like I heard that some of the coins have gone to the wallet that they lost control of oh yeah automated. that was another
1: yeah, yeah that, 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 that was another story they well at least the UI said that um, Quadriga inadvertently sent 105 Bitcoin to a cold wallet that is not controlled anymore maybe so um, but um, so the, the hot wallets still had some funds on sitting on them right And um, at some day, or it was St. Valentine's Day, actually. Oh, wow. It was uh, February 14th. uh, This money suddenly, you know, moved to a single destination. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? Right, right. Uh, But there was, like, uh, EY, like, there was a a plan that EY is going to take custody of these funds. Sure. So we reached out to EY to ask, like, was it you?
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Or... (laughs) Something wrong is happening here,
0: right?
1: Uh, but EY was, but EY was absolutely reluctant to um to confirm or deny it, right? I I guess because they have like but it related to the court uh schedule, or th- they have a plan to issue another report, okay? Um, and they said us, you know, we're gonna issue a report, and we're not commenting before that. So for a week, I think we've been sitting on that pa- like we've been we we had a, like a story ready and we've been like checking the page where EY kept the, updating their documents right to the cases like when update, when report, right, when right. Report. <laughs> and 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 then they published it. Um, then they published it. Um, and um, I, uh, yes, it was was yesterday. No, wait, sure. wait. Uh, and um, then we had a confirmation, but it was kind of funny because uh, uh, you know, like on blockchain, it's so transparent; you can see the money moving. Right. Uh, but you have trouble with, uh, you know, with really interpreting it, um, you know, related to the real world because right. you have some really solid uh, proofs that okay, money went somewhere, but to where, to to whom?
0: Right. Who's right. that?
1: Who's that wallet? Uh, who's that mysterious address? So that was kind of, um, a bit of a thriller. Um,
0: yeah, no, that's and, interesting. So,
1: so now Quadrig, uh, so, so now EY is controlling that funds, which are not much. It's like just like 52 something Bitcoin.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, what do you so you, you think there's probably no chance that people get their money back? That 170 million that's missing that has gone.
1: Uh, well, I don't know, I don't know, first of all, it's interesting, it's in like this number, some people, so, some people were doubting that, that they really owe that much money because Quadriga Fairly had quite modest trading volumes.
0: Right, right.
1: But it's also true that people noticed uh you know million dollar transactions uh from Quadriga to other exchanges over over the years. So I um I mean it's now in court. Right. And right. it's now watched closely. And uh, I really hope that that people can get their money back.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: um it's just it's just too bad to to end up with in in this situation when and 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 that was this absolutely heartbreaking story about the um, developer who Wanted to move. I, I think he was he, he was about to move from the US to Canada right and he wanted to and he wanted to you know to be a uh modern modern citizen of the world and to keep his uh, life savings in all uh, you know in in Bitcoin Yeah, and he used Quadrigo for that? and the like lost a real like, a, a hell of a lot of money that, that that was that was really a, t- a terrible story so
0: yeah
1: um i i i i can i can only hope but let's let's see what let's i mean th- this this is going to be a significant story i think for the whole industry let's let's see what court can do right in right. this case what what can be done
0: yeah no it's interesting and yeah it's tough i mean but i think Going back to what you said, I think you said, you know, regulation is going to play a big part in the growth of its industry. I think these are the stories that hurt us, right? Because it makes it, it makes, it makes regulators think that they have to control the industry really uh, a lot because, you know, you can't have people, citizens just losing money losing life savings and stuff like that. Um, and it's, you know, obviously I think what we have to, we're supposed to use our own wallets and manage, be our own bank, but honestly, I don't know how, 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 um, Realistic that is for everybody, right? So, so we'll see. Um, another article you wrote recently was around Shapeshift. What's going on with Shapeshift as of yet, as of late?
1: Oh, I. Uh, that was just a short piece uh, piece of news uh, that um, apparently uh, Shapeshift uh, chief financial officer Justin Blinko, is um, leaving his job, and the company is looking for the new person to replace him. Sure. um i'm I must admit we didn't get like a very detailed uh, answer from shapeshift right, um right. They, they they said that um he's he's staying with uh, with the company he's gonna get another role um but they've been they've been up to kind of a rebrand kind of re, re- reshuffle their um their platform they wanna integrate all their services sure. uh with yeah. the with the exchange so um, I guess they, 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 they are, you know, undergoing a bunch of sure. changes and restructuring.
0: Sure. Question for you. So what what do you, I mean, obviously I've been asking you about some of the stories you've written about and things I find interesting, but what, what are some cool, what is, what's probably the coolest story that you think is going on in this space right now, whether you write about it or whether you would like to write about it?
1: Well, I, um... I think that Quadriga's story, um, I mean, deserved that much of attention that it got because right. it really it really kind of shows, um, I mean, it, it, it kind of, you know, this point of meeting of the real world and um, crypto industry. Right. Um, even though, I mean, even though there's so many questions in this story, um, so I, I, I think it's going to have a lot of weight in, in, in a sense of like regulation maybe
0: right,
1: right. in a, in a, in a sense, how, how this stuff going to be treated in the future. Um,
0: yeah, no, no, I agree. it's one of the most interesting stories going on right now. Um, and it's, and you know, again, like I said, it's one of the stories that people like to lean on. And they use it as an example as why this industry is, is crazy and it's not safe. Um, but, you know, it's an early industry, and these things, unfortunately, will happen.
1: Yeah, but, like, the, this the, this is unfortunate that uh, this story obviously gonna tell, like, scare some people away, probably, and um, just um, make them inambiguously... Making an ambiguous conclusion that crypto is just just too unsafe to deal with it.
0: Right. Uh,
1: But the truth is, the truth is, you know, um, it's it's always humans operating the machines. Right.
0: Right.
1: Uh, And um, it's always humans who 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 decide even even how the machine's gonna gonna function and maybe even once they decided how they're gonna function and what consensus we have and what uh, whatnot, then those or other humans decide that no, it's gonna function another way. Right. So right. um so it's just it's just one of the it's just one one of the areas of um you know of the human activity and it's it it was supposed to be like it, it was kind of designed to be um wiser than humans because right. it was designed to be you know like functioning as a black box by itself but in the end we still have we still have all kind of you know of 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 human problems with with, with it no, which which is which is, uh, which is ironic but <laughs>
0: That happens. That happens. So uh, let's pivot a little bit. Obviously, you came into this industry um, post-grad school, and you wrote about other things. And so if you were not writing about crypto now and blockchain, what would you write about as a journalist? What did you think you Uh, would write? When you went to, to school at Columbia and got your master's, what did you think you would end up writing about? Politics again, or...
1: I, w- I was sure I was gonna write, was gonna write about uh, American politics. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, it's funny
0: how you were writing—you were writing about Russian politics, went to school, and now you were writing about American politics. And obviously, Russia is a big part of American politics nowadays.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not writing about American politics. No, no, no. I'm saying you.
0: good, bad. <laughs> no, you could have potentially been doing that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I mean, I I I really got it, like I I, I really got into um tech agenda i think now um i um i i, I enjoy writing about uh, blockchain i um if, if not blockchain i um i don't know like i i think all the stuff going on in um in the tech world is pretty amazing now um what's going on on with artificial intelligence, right. for example, is huge um, and even scarier than blockchain sometimes. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> so um, the 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 tech uh, tech world is uh, huge. There is a lot of ro- to write about, but I'm 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 glad I'm doing blockchain because you you need to focus. On something.
0: No, no, <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, listen, you know we could. I could keep you on here for a while because we could go through all the top stories, and you have a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. But like I said earlier, it's Friday evening, and I want to let you enjoy your weekend. I really, really appreciate you spending time with us and sharing some of your insights. Um, if people want to follow you and keep in touch with you, where should they go?
1: Uh, well, sure. Um, I'm I'm on Twitter okay uh when my my name is uh as my family name but with i instead of Y my okay. sure
0: sure um, i I'll I'll, I'll I'll share that on the sh- in the show notes
1: and um read coindesk uh, there is a lot of amazing stuff um publishing published there every day by my my but by the amazing team of my colleagues and sometimes by me
0: awesome awesome well thank you so much anna. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. And it's a wrap for this episode of the Coin Gamma Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please share it out with members of your network, friends, family, associates. And most importantly, please leave a review on your podcast listening platform, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. That really helps the podcast out. It helps us get more exposure and share our content with more people. And don't forget, we're available to help you out with your blockchain-related projects. Just reach out. Coingamma.com. Until next time.